for Radio 1 91FM podcast. I'm going to be talking to the wonderful uh, Dan Shannon. I have him on the phone with me to discuss the 2020 Dog Edge International Film Festival, which this year will be held entirely online, so you can all enjoy, regardless of location and wellness. How wonderful. And Dan has studied and lived all over the all over the world but when he settled in Auckland he teamed up with colleague Alex Leader found the documentary New Zealand Trust in 2004 a not-for-profit organization set up to inspire and facilitate the creative business and wider communities to tell impactful local and international documentary stories and probably their or one of their biggest success stories is Doc Edge um, in its 15th year and it begins on the 12th of June and runs till the 5th of July with a passion for storytelling and creativity uh, it's a pleasure to be talking with Dan today um how are you, Dan? I'm great, Ralph. Thanks for having me. It's uh, so nice to hear your introduction too. Oh no, no worries, no worries. Um, I'm a, I um, up until this year uh, was a film student as well, so it was it was a real pleasure to get the email notification. I'll be talking to you today because your festival is rather wonderful. Um, uh, I guess the first question is just sort of you know where, where am I talking to you from today? Have you been all right in the last uh, six weeks? Yes, we've been all in the bubble, of course, at home for the last few weeks, but um, I'm back at the office, actually, in Auckland, um, uh, together with Alex. Uh, the team is still working from home, but we are gradually making it out uh, from our bubble. Um, and it has been a very busy period for us for the last uh, couple of months, which we are now very proud of the festival being launched and being out there, and for the first time reaching out uh, to... Um, everyone around New Zealand no matter like you said no matter where you're at brilliant um, and it is a really great idea I have to um, ask you about that though because adapting um, to this truly strange collective circumstance that we're in um, and making it an online film festival that must have been uh, a very strange process how did you guys go about that well it, the moment uh, everything started with COVID-19 we, we sat and, and put our heads together what are we going to do uh, we watched uh, festival after festival either being cancelled or postponed, uh, and we really didn't want to do that. And we were lucky in a way that with films, we, you can find alternative way of delivering the festival. Um, we looked at the international film festivals around the world, the South by Southwest, the festivals around the world that have embraced the online approach, and we uh, thought of doing the same. But from the beginning, it was really important for us to find a way to translate the physical festival, the experience that audiences have in festivals, mm. to the online environment. And while most of the festivals uh, out there are doing just on demand, where people can watch the films on their own, we insisted to find the right platform that will allow people to watch the films together, mm. in their homes, obviously, but together at the same time. So we are still offering a schedule of screenings throughout 24 days of the festival uh, and question and answers with the filmmakers with some of the film so you get in a way as close as possible experience to the physical festival and that's something we really see it as a point of difference to many of the other platforms available out there for for people to watch films Mm. No, I couldn't agree more. I think that you've done a brilliant job of that because, mm. you know, you have to instill, if you can, that sort of um, even even studio audience, um, you know, uh, viewership part participation, even if you're not directly with the audience around you, just knowing that there are all these people watching this film with you at the same time and then facilitating the Q&A as well. I think it's a, a brilliant <laughs> idea. And um, even more credit to you as well because you've made rather a large amount of the 83 films um, free to watch for some people, which is wonderful as well, considering you've already made it accessible regardless of location. 
That's right, and, and we're certainly proud of that. We we it, there were challenges. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm. getting the right platform uh, to deliver the films on, and then the Q and A's. So that while people can watch um, the films in one platform, the Q and A's will be held um, on Facebook Live uh, via mm. Zoom. So you know, we just had to find the right um, solutions for those issues. But we are confident that that will be delivered well. And the other element of creating this online festival was obviously to support the filmmakers other than bringing obviously the audience together is to support the filmmakers so many of them have lost uh, their world premiere statuses around the world and you found we found a lot of uh, films out there waiting to be seen and waiting where they're going to be premiered so for festivals like ours who are going ahead and doing it it's a wonderful way for the filmmakers to still show their films and engage with audiences no, a hundred percent. I think that is that that is a pretty huge part of the whole process is that um, filmmakers aren't getting that um, not, not not recognition, but just that validation for the fact that they've made something and they want it to be seen. Um, and that's uh, incredibly difficult for someone who, when they make a product, that's their ending expectation is to have it seen and viewed and and enjoyed. Um, and yeah. I guess then my question is, um, you've been doing this for. Um, quite a long time and really good on you for that so uh, w- what is it about documentaries that really inspire such passion in you oh my goodness that's a great question i mean <laughs> it, for me it was always the attraction to the non-fiction storytelling i think as a kid even i always was drawn to biographies and real stories i always found the real stories being so much more powerful than fiction i mean um, you just look at the world we are living now i mean in this whole period now I mean, <laughs> a lot of fiction stories are like um, telling us those kind of stories, but now we are living in this reality. Mm. Um, so I, I believe that reality is stronger than anything else, and, and true stories are the most powerful ones to um, affect us and to you know, get us to do something about um, the world that we are living in. And documentaries are not just about uh, uh, social change or getting people to act. It's also about uh, being entertained and and having light-hearted stories as well, personal uh, stories, and and that's what I think is the most attractive things about documentaries. That there's no one kind of uh, a documentary. There are so many genres within the documentary uh, filmmaking that uh, you can watch. And, and I think the testimony is in the festival that you have so many kinds of documentaries that uh, you can enjoy different types. Hmm. No, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. And you do have a quite an impressive variety. I was going through the program, and I I, I highly encourage anyone who um, is interested in this. I mean, which I'm assuming is most people, because you know we've all watched documentary in our time and thought that was particularly good or particularly salient. Uh, but you can explore the full program um, on the Doc Edge Film Festival online. Just head to the website and check out the full program for all of the films that are going to be shown. Um, and I guess then. Um, when I was doing a bit of research on you, Dan, and, uh, and the yeah. festival in the past, I was reading that people respond to the film shown in different ways, and I think that really encourages a healthy discourse of discussion just by showing that film, regardless of perhaps um, some people's opinion on it, just so that people can discuss it um, and you know get to know the topic being discussed. Do you have any films that you'll be playing this year that you think strike up a conversation that particularly interested you when you first heard of it, or perhaps um, you know you were particularly excited to be showing? Always, every year, it's uh, it's a mind-boggling actually to to every year to find uh, uh, new films and topics that um, are just wonderful to explore and to discuss. In this year's festival, there are a few about media and 
the, the world of media in different angles, not only the fake news that we are all hearing about and experiencing ourselves, uh, but the, how, how are we being controlled or being manipulated uh, by companies, by uh, corporations, but uh, how can we make also our own minds? There's one film about Robert Fisk, a very well-known and respected journalist, and when he uh, talking about uh, fake news uh, and the whole issue of fake news, he, he was saying that for him, reporting, the best kind of reporting, is seeing the events and the things in, uh, through your own eyes. And, and that's so true. I mean, we kind of, you know, that's how old the old journalism used to be, just experiencing and seeing things. And that's not so much anymore in the digital age. And that's why we are kind of facing a lot of those issues. But the media is one aspect. There is a lot of uh, films about dealing with the environment and, and the, the world today and the uprising of people across the world. There's a wonderful film called Your Turn, which is about the students uprising in Brazil against oh, wow. their uh, government. And another one about Armenia and the people there uprising. And, and you find so many inspiring people who are just ordinary people, whether they're students, whether they're community uh, leaders, or just ordinary people who are doing amazing things to change the, their own world. And, and that's nothing replaced that, you know, that inspiration that you get out of those kind of films. Hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. I think that, I mean, and the just the array you described there doesn't even begin to describe the total array that you have with eighty-three films as well. Um, and I think that there are there's definitely going to be something for everyone um, uh, in in the film festival. Uh, I have a question that perhaps is a little more personal to me and um, my questioning to you, which perhaps wouldn't be as accessible to the audience listening, but I think some people might enjoy it. Uh, I have. Uh, uh, two favourite documentarians that also have tried their hand at major motion pictures as well rather than being strict documentarians um, probably Vim Vendors and Werner Herzog and I wanted to ask you do you have a documentarian <laughs> when you were younger or even now that you right. that still continues to inspire you or a particular documentary or particular director in your lifetime that you've really enjoyed? Oh there's so many and you're so right to mentioning the, those that you have just mentioned I mean they are certainly directors that affect you uh, more than others and you connect with more than others. For me, in the early days, it was Michael Epton uh, from the oh. UK who created the 7-Up series, um, which is still going on, and uh, that was quite a revolutionary way of making documentaries at the time mm. and telling the story of the same people over uh, every seven years. Uh, Patricio Guzman is a, a Chilean filmmaker, and we have uh, that's one of the things that I'm so proud of this year is that the closing night film in our festival is by him. Um, and he had a very famous quote that we use often here at Dockage that says that a country without documentaries is like a family without photo albums. Oh. And I think that summarized beautifully what documentaries are all about. So his uh, film, The Cordillera of Dreams, is our closing night film. It, it's going to screen only once and it's a uh, it's a stunning film that uh, I highly recommend. But like you said, there's so many out there, uh, 83 in total in the festival, so there's certainly something for everyone. But those are kind of a couple of directors that, uh, you know, uh, it comes to mind. There's certainly more. Hmm. No, no, understandably. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I guess then all that really needs to be said is that people should be going to this people should be if they can if they can find the time um if you can sit down with your family sit down with your bubble sit down with your flatmates mm -hmm. if you can organize a viewing of 10 people around about <laughs> um that I would mean, be wonderful it, 
it may change by the time the festival starts on the 12th of June. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we may have we may be able to be in a larger groups, but I think this is, is what you are saying is absolutely right. The whole idea is to to watch those films with your family, with your friends. And you're buying one ticket basically for eleven dollars, and you can watch it uh, with uh, as many people as you can. At the moment, it's about ten mm-hmm. limit, uh, but um, that's the other beauty of it. Uh, that it's very cost effective, and everyone can engage with the content and watch it. And these are all brand new films; you can't see them anywhere else. Um, so. Uh, come watch the film, support the filmmakers, and be part of the conversations, the Q&As. There will be some special events and the award ceremony as well. So lots to look uh, look forward to in the coming festival. No, definitely, definitely. I know I'm personally very excited as well, looking at the um, at the at the prospective films being played. And you're you're so right with documentaries. It's so hard often to find them before and after when these events come up. And this is your chance to really enjoy and indulge in films that perhaps you wouldn't be able to watch in other circumstances. So I guess congratulations mm. to you, Dan, and to Alex. Fifteen years is an amazing achievement. Um, uh, and I guess best of luck with the festival. I'm sure it'll all go really well. But it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you, Raf, so much. And just I'll mention the website so everyone knows. It's just dockage.nz. That's all you need to remember, dockage.nz, and everything is there for you. Thank you, Raf. No worries till 15th of June. Sorry, 12th of June? To the yes, 5th of, of June, July. To the 5th of July, yes. Fantastic, wonderful. Well, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the rest of your night, Dan. Thank you, you too, and everyone in Dunedin. Thanks. Brilliant. So that was um, Dan Shannon of uh, Dock Edge International Film Festival, which is starting really, really soon. And I would really encourage anyone who is interested in documentaries or has even been vaguely interested in documentaries at any point in their life to check out the list of films playing. Most of the short films, if not all of them, I believe, are going to be free. And if it's $11 and you've got 10 people in your house, then that's like a little over a dollar each, which is very, very reasonable to watch really, like really high class documentaries tackling really big issues and having brilliant discussions accompanied with Q&As as well so you can really get to the crux of the issue with the directors themselves. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.